0: Eric works one-on-one with each of his clients to take the confusion and mystery out of the issues that threaten financial peace of mind. Contact Eric at 775-674-2222 or on the web at nvretirementplanners.com. And now here's Eric Cheek to help you find out how to be financially tuned.
1: Welcome to another show of Financially Tuned with me Eric Cheek from Nevada Retirement Planners. And our co host, Tony Shore. Now, we're really happy to have you joining us today because today we're going to be discussing misconceptions about retirement. Before we get started, just like to ask my co host, Tony, how are you doing today?
0: Well, Eric, I am doing great. If I were doing any better, I'd be Eric Cheek. Woo. So, <laughs> but I am great. It's been, I haven't talked to you much this past week. It's great to be here on the show again with you. Now, Eric, I have to thank you seriously for having me on the show each week and, and letting me be on your program. You always have a, a wealth of knowledge and information for our listeners, So, and we kind of have fun with it. I really thought last week's show went well, and this is a good one because I love this topic, uh, misconceptions about retirement. But before we get into that, how are you doing? How have you been? I haven't talked to you in a couple of days.
1: Well, I've been doing really good. I've been busy. Uh, As they say out west, I've been busier than a one-legged man in a butt-kicking contest.
0: (laughs) Uh, What's the one? I've been busier than a a long-tailed cat in a room full of, or a snake in a room full of rocking chairs? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Long-tailed cat in a room full of rocking chairs. Yep. Yeah. So
0: I've been really busy, but I like being busy. So. Uh, everything's really good. Good. Well, now when we're talking about misconceptions that people have about retirement, in other words, a lot of people out there are listeners and we're not trying to pick on anybody, but I think I'm in that boat too, or have been in that boat where you know we think about retirement, oh, I don't need to worry about that yet, and it kind of sneaks up on you. uh, we're all headed in that direction a whole lot faster every year, it seems, but uh, when you talk about misconceptions in retirement, I'm not sure. I mean, I picture retirement. I'm just gonna uh lay on a beach somewhere and watch the sunset and read a book. Is that yeah that's uh everybody kind of has an idea about it, but uh- <laughs>
1: You know, Tony, I've been working with retirees since the mid 80s. And although people have a dream about what retirement may or may not be, uh, I've been working with uh, clients long enough to see the reality set in on, on what it's like. And it can't always be uh, as easy as people envision. So I just wanted to discuss a few things just to give people a heads up on, on some things to consider uh, as they journey towards that day when they uh they stop working and their working income ceases and they uh as you say, sit on a beach and relax.
0: (laughs) Well, I I know it's not all it's cracked up to be as far as that goes, but you can have a healthy, happy, comfortable retirement. But I think a lot of people uh, don't plan far enough in advance. And maybe that's one thing they should do. And the other thing is, Eric, I, I really think that it's a it's a bigger transition than a lot of people realize. And it really is a whole different mindset. You've you've worked your whole life So you're so used to going to a job and getting that paycheck, all of a sudden that stops. Uh, You've got uh, time on your hands and no more paycheck from your company. So what then? Well, I'll tell you, that
1: transition right there uh, can be one of the first things that pops up with someone making that that transition to retirement is just what are we going to do with our time? If you think about someone who's been very busy and very challenged in their workplace, and suddenly they don't have that busy schedule, they don't have that challenge that their work brings to them. Now, some people certainly will be thankful to be relieved of that, but there's certainly another uh, group of people that they're going to have this void in their lives, and it can be emotionally challenging for folks like that uh, and draining. And so this transition from work to retirement uh, sometimes it's not the panacea that we think it uh, it is that we built up in our minds. Um, sometimes people lose their identities by leaving the workplace, and now they wonder uh, what's what's going to happen. Uh, what's going to fill up my time? So there's there there's that challenge right there, and there's many others that we're going to discuss.
0: Well, yeah, the the transition from your working years into retirement. I think that's the first big misconception that you're telling us about, then, uh, is that people think that's easy. And I think that is a misconception. I mean, if you're working with someone like yourself, it's going to be a lot better, but there are still hurdles to overcome, right? Oh, absolutely. You know, I have a, a very
1: good friend that was successful beyond people's wildest dreams in business. And he was so successful, he was bought out by a large national corporation in his early 40s. And basically, uh, he's out of the business he had been in his whole life and has so much money he can never even conceive of spending it all. And I watched him struggle greatly for two years trying to identify what he would do with himself and how he would spend his time, and, and how to be productive. All the things that he had been doing for years were suddenly gone, and he struggled with it greatly. And uh, even though today, even though he does not need money, uh, he's back to work. He works full-time, and he's back in business again in a, in a completely unrelated industry, but he was just not able to make that transition at that age to live a lifestyle of just having no purpose and, and not doing anything and not feeling that he was accomplishing anything. So he went back to work. I haven't seen it too much in retired clients of mine in, in, in the 60s and 70s, but once in a while, I will see somebody that I in the back of my mind, I, I'm thinking as I'm meeting with them that they're going to have a hard time not going to work every day and, and not having a full schedule. So uh, that's certainly something that people like that that want to have a full schedule can transition into doing other things that we'll talk about as well.
0: Sure, sure. I mean, there are a lot of misconceptions that people have about retirement, and this kind of ties into the other one. But do you think a lot of people, Eric, that you meet with, have this idea that their retirement is going to be stress-free?
1: Well, that's what we'd all like to think it's going to be, but you know, <laughs> a lot of times we just swap one stress for another. Um, you know, we, we substitute work related stress for now a lifestyle related stress, uh, beyond financial concerns, retirees find a lot of times that they need, they need to develop some interests. And if they don't have enough to uh, keep them busy, then, uh, certainly there's lots of things that they can get involved with. But, um, you know, they wonder, and then I have some clients that, that as soon as they retire, they get busier. Uh, I call them up uh, or email them to set up times we can get together and, and go through uh, various uh, financial um, aspects of their retirement. And they're just so busy and they have to get back to me and they can squeeze me in at 10 o'clock, two weeks from Thursday and so <laughs> on and so forth. So they, they've they managed to, to fill their time in retirement with lots of other activities that are not work-related. They're volunteering. They have hobbies that they're uh, enjoying and things of that nature. So it kind of depends on the personality, but I can tell you that, that, uh, it's a challenge for almost everybody. I rarely run across a client that just says, uh, you know, um, I'm happy just, uh, watching TV and hanging out and home and relaxing and sleeping in. It, it typically isn't, it's not what I see typically, but uh, certainly there might be some folks that do that. So like I said, just making this transition from your working years, uh, you're making a transition from earning a paycheck every week to now you have to uh, transition into what you've set aside paying you, sure. and then figuring out what your lifestyle is going to be and and how you're going to allocate time for various activities and what you're going to do with yourself. It, it can create a lot of stress, and uh, got a lot of great ideas to. Uh, help clients make this transition if they care to get ever give me a call or, or reach out to me.
0: Well, sure. I mean, I, I see your point here about one of the bigger misconceptions out there being that, oh, in retirement, I'm going to have plenty of free time. But I look at my, my father and my grandfather and my mother-in-law. My mom's actually still pretty much working full-time. She does a Two or three different uh, part time jobs, and she's busier than ever. Uh, And that's something that a lot of people nowadays do. They go back to work maybe part time. And so that takes up a lot of time. But uh, my mother in law volunteers for so many, she doesn't have time. Uh, You know, she had to, we had to tell her, look, you've got to actually stop and take care of yourself because she was going from 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. at night every day, volunteering for church and the food shelter. And these are all great things. And we, we you know, we encourage her and others to do these things anyway. Uh, but it's amazing how much time they can take up, plus family and just the other things that you want to get done. And uh, you still don't have time to read as many books as you want. I, I think I get a kick out of that. But uh, maybe. Uh, to figure out what retirement is going to be. Obviously, one key way to do that is to talk to you because you've been dealing with retirement uh, for people, like you said, since the 80s. Another way is to t- talk to people about what they do in retirement who are already retired, right? Oh, absolutely.
1: Uh, I will tell, I'll tell clients that there's always organizations that desperately need volunteers. Uh, and then, you know, I don't know about you, Tony, but I've always had honeydew lists. I have them in the office even when I come in here. Uh, My secretary and and, uh, folks that I work with, you know, as soon as I come in, you need to do this, you need to call that. And and so I know that happens uh, when people own homes, you know, you have to make the transition right now. We're making the transition from winter to summer and we're starting to water lawns and fertilize and do all that good stuff and get gardens ready to plant. So it seems like there's always, uh, things that people can do to stay engaged if they're so inclined to do so.
0: Oh, most definitely. And I think it is important to stay active. You know, we've, I think I've mentioned this on the show to you before, but my grandfather, my grandpa, Bob Shore is 94 going strong, hasn't stopped, uh, still, uh, you know, tearing apart and rebuilding engines and still working on the farm. He's got a purpose. Yeah, he has a purpose and that's the key, right? Good job, Eric. I mean, and I know you're you've done this for so long, you know about this a lot better than I do, but having a purpose, I bet you see that a lot in your clients that do and don't have purpose. A purpose it makes a difference, doesn't it?
1: I do. And and some of the neat things I've seen clients do is they they go off on a career when they retire that isn't related to an income it's a volunteer position but it's something they've always wanted to do and now they're in a position to where they have the time to do it and they have the money to do it as well because they're uh, receiving retirement income so that's kind of fun to watch uh, folks get involved in those type of things where they just can't wait to uh, head out the door I volunteer you know 3 days a week at at this uh, at this organization or whatever, and, and that that's really a fun thing to to uh, see, and it, it gives people a sense of purpose. And mm-hmm. also, these organizations, I look at my retired clients as an enormous amount of resources. Uh, they've got life experiences and intelligence and wherewithal and all these kind of things, and and to be able to plug. A retired person into one of these charitable organizations or a church, like you said, is just a a fantastic opportunity for these organizations. I know they appreciate it.
0: Well, yeah. And uh, like the old saying goes, it's hard to find good help these days. And some of the best help is the over 50 and over 60 crowd because they have maturity and experience, and I think that's a great thing. Before we move on on our list about misconceptions in retirement uh, or about retirement, uh, we need to take a quick commercial break here. Eric, is there anything else you'd like to add or tell the listeners before we take this quick break?
1: Well, no, I just like the, to uh, inform our listeners that uh, if they log on to our website at www.nvretirementplanners.com we have what's called a retirement toolkit that they can download. And it's got some really great ideas and suggestions on how to arrange and start planning for your retirement. So it's a, it's a good resource to help. And it's a really great place to start. Or folks can give me a call at the office at 775-674-2222. I'd be happy to uh, visit with you and, uh, and give you an idea of what your retirement may be.
0: Receive your Retirement Income Toolkit from Nevada Retirement Planners now by going to nvretirementplanners.com or by calling us at 775-674-2222. And welcome back to Financially Tuned. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore. And as always, our captain, the captain of this ship, Financially Tuned, is Eric Cheek. Eric, what a great show you brought to us today. The biggest misconceptions about retirement. And in the first half of the show, we talked about some of the non financial misconceptions people have about retirement, about their lifestyle in retirement, and what they're going to be doing. Um, Now, I thought I'd ask you I mean, you talk to people all the time, you've been doing this for years. What have you seen as far as people's misconceptions about the financial aspects of retirement?
1: Well, there are a lot of pre-retirees that really don't know if they have enough set aside to retire or to be honest with you, what is enough? Um, So, and a lot of that has to do with they don't have a good handle on what their monthly expenses are. So how can you figure out what you're going to need in retirement when you don't know what your monthly expenses are going to be? So we kind of just back up and, uh, and take a breath and say, look, what do we spend on a, on a typical month? What is our housing costs? What do we spend in entertainment? What do we spend in food, our healthcare expenses? And let's get an idea of what those monthly or annual expenses actually are or will be. And then let's start identifying some of the sources of income. Do they qualify for Social Security or do they have a, a state or a federal pension? Uh, and then the size of the nest egg they have. Uh, do they want to maintain their current lifestyle? Are there going to be any adjustments like that? So, you know, a lot of times I'm I'm looking at a potential client and I'm just thinking to m- myself, why haven't they been, why didn't they start this process three or four or five years ago to get a better head start on it? Now they're here at the finish line and, and kind of desperation or panic may set in to, can I actually do this? Or they're, they're forced to retire because of their health is, is now uh, deteriorating and and we really need to stop working. So I just, am always uh, mindful that if people start this process earlier rather than later, a, they'll have some time to fix some things. Uh, and so time's on our side if we start this process earlier. And also it helps make the transition just a lot smoother when we have a plan. And so get with somebody that does retirement planning. Talk to your broker. Talk to your CPA. Talk to professionals that you know and trust and start the planning process. Um and, and then you can start answering these questions of what an adequate nest egg is to provide the lifestyle they desire uh, in retirement. And it's making it more difficult these days to answer a lot of these questions because we're in such a, uh, a low interest rate economic environment. We've been in one for the last few years and it doesn't look like interest rates are going to be taking off in the near future. And then, uh, you know, the risk of assets in the market, we see the swings and volatility in the stock market. It's just a really, really challenging time for retirees and those
0: planning for retirement. So my best advice is to get started early. Well, I think that's great advice. And and, and those are all really good points to be aware of. As far as misconceptions about retirement, it sounds like uh, there are probably people that come to you on both ends of the spectrum those that say oh the money's the money's all set we're good uh when they really have no idea what they're going to need uh and on the other end uh, they're panicked i am not i don't have enough money to last me throughout retirement and then when you sit down with them you realize oh, no, you do. If you do this and this and this, you know, you can actually meet your budget. And if you make your budget this, uh, you definitely have enough. So does that happen? Am I right on that, those scenarios? You you are dead right on that, Tony. And I'll I'll tell you, I'll give you an analogy.
1: Um, For those that know me well know that I've been involved in boxing for over 20 years. I'm a professional boxing judge. I cannot tell you how many professional athletes that I've met over the last uh 20 years or so that have made enormous sums of money during their athletic careers only to be broke uh when they stop their their athletic careers they don't know where the money is or where it's gone and and it takes me just you know 5 minutes to visit with them to to figure out what's happened they've spent it all they don't have a budget the money's coming in they spend it and suddenly when they have to live On a set amount of money, they're incapable of doing it because their spending is just um, out of control. So if people get a good idea of what they really spend on a monthly basis, it will help them make everything much, much smoother and achievable in retirement because we can target that amount. Uh, and set up the income streams that will support that amount that they need in income and, and address other things like having money in reserve and 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 unplanned expenses and all that. When But when people just spend up to their income level, it's very hard for people like that to make the transition to retirement because they don't know how to uh, wisely spend their income and make that adjustment. So Uh, It's a sad thing to see, and I wish I could get some of these uh, young boxing uh, professionals as clients, but uh, they're not much about listening, about saving for the future when they're uh, Superman at 22, 25 years old.
0: Yeah, that's tough. Uh, You see that happen in professional sports where a 21-year-old becomes a superstar, say in the NFL or the NBA, and then people people act shocked like, oh my gosh, they... You know, they bought a sports car and ran, ran it off the road, or they got involved with drugs, or they're doing something they shouldn't. Uh, if I had been given $20 million when I was 21, look out. I, I wasn't yep. responsible enough to handle it at 21. Some nowadays, the NBA players or, or NFL, you know, they can be even younger than that. Um, you know, you can be 19 and be a millionaire, multimillionaire, and um, you see it happen all the time with these young stars and, you know, fame and money, uh, you got to be careful. And that's why no matter what age, you need somebody like yourself who's going to help plan out uh, their their finances throughout their life so they have something left when they retire. I think that's a that's a great point. Now, I wanted to ask you, you know, uh, do you, you find people are maybe overconfident, even if they work it out on paper, like you're saying, figure out a budget, figure out what you have and what you're saving. Uh, I do a lot of people do that and then say, okay, I know where I'm at. I'm going to have enough. Uh, but they don't talk to a professional about it and they might not know about things, right? They still need to talk to you.
1: That happens more than you would think, Tony. People are just confident that, that things will work out. But what I find with people like that, Tony is it's all best case scenarios. Uh, inflation will stay low my investments will always have adequate adequate returns uh, bad health that befalls a neighbor or a family member won't won't uh, won't affect them and and um, I tell clients my clients that look we want to have things set up to where your your income is adequate for your day-to-day needs and you have, room to adjust for inflation or uh, other unknowns. You have adequate money set aside for emergencies and then you have other money set aside for the unknowns. I mean, who would have thought 15 or 20 years ago that retirees would be dealing with virtually a zero interest rate environment and a stock market that is just You know, in the last 15 years, we had two major recessions. One lasted three years and and one severe one uh, came all at once. Who would have ever thought that we'd have these kind of swings in the stock market and interest rates would be there? And the people that plan and say everything is going to be fine and, and, and only use the rosy scenarios, those are the ones that are going to find themselves in trouble. So I really think being able to look at the whole picture and being able to address Multiple scenarios uh, is the way to go.
0: So, I think you hit upon another common misconception that people have about retirement, and that is uh, they don't worry enough about inflation. They don't take that into account. Do you see that happening?
1: Yeah, it is because, you know, the government has been reporting, uh, and I think it benefits them that we're in a zero rate environment. But a lot of things that the government uses to calculate inflation. Uh, like housing costs and, and, and bigger ticket items like vehicle purchases and things of that nature, you know, housing costs dropped so much in 2008 and out West where, where I live out here in Nevada, we're just now starting to recover the values that were lost in that, in that big, uh, uh, that big economic setback there. So, You know, when the government looks at inflation, they look at it a little bit different than someone who's retired. When I ask my clients, hey, has food gone up in the last couple of years from where it was, you know, three years ago? And they go, absolutely, most definitely. Oh, my God, milk, this, that, the other. Right now we have, you know, deflation hitting uh, the oil markets and and we're really benefiting from the low cost of gas. But does anyone think it's going to stay there? Uh, for any extended period of time, I mean, I've been buying gas for a long time, and it always seems to uh, go up. Yep, uh, it takes the elevator up, and it takes the stairs down when prices <laughs> come down. You know, but uh, yeah, I you think know, just like food and food. medicine. Yeah. yeah, and and uh, you know, things that a retired person are going to have to pay for over their lifetime. Yeah, yeah, medicine, healthcare. If anyone doesn't think that their healthcare costs or going to comprise a large portion of their income and their and their wealth in retirement is they they're really not living in reality i don't know what medical inflation runs i know it's double digit and it has been for what oh, sure. 20 something years plus sure so to, and and here's the time when people need healthcare the most is is when they're experiencing all this inflation in healthcare, and here's and here's the people that need it most: retired people. Sure. Um, I don't notice too much about medical inflation other than the premium on my health insurance says that medical inflation is 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 running really high. I got a a twenty six percent increase in my health yep. insurance this year, and for some reason I wasn't that upset with it. I thought, wow, that's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. I'd heard that it was going to be higher and when i got my rate increase i was i was somewhat relieved but imagine being retired and having your medicare supplement company uh hit you up with a 20 or 30% oh. rate increase and and where's yeah, that when you're money on a fixed budget
0: from? yeah when you're on yeah. a fixed budget uh y- you know and you haven't planned for it that's a that's a good example eric we're out of time for today's show it just flew by didn't it Oh, my goodness. I, uh, how, many, how
1: many misconceptions have we covered? Just four or five? <laughs> wouldn't even get all the ones I had on my list here. So maybe we'll have to do a part two of this show uh, at another time and, and, uh, and continue on in this. But I think we gave the listeners some, some good ideas about this topic, about misconceptions in
0: retirement. I, I agree. I think it was a great show. Is that, why don't you let the listeners know how they can get a hold of you really quick? Sure. Please just give me a call anytime
1: Monday through Friday at 775-674-2222 or reach out to me on our website. You can email me or download great information from our website. We have webinars and all kinds of good information on our website. And that address is uh, www.nvretirementplanners.com.
0: All right. Thanks, Eric. We're going to be back next week. Same time, same place